is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Seven seven three eight one three eight one one. Hello, eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. Welcome. Maybe you've heard that Senator Bob Menendez and his wife have been indicted. Have you heard that, Mr. Producer? Yeah, I think it's all over TV right now. Uh, they're getting treatment quite different, I would add, than Hunter Biden. And we'll get into this, but Menendez, so people know, he's not. Loved by his own party. He's a bit of a pariah. He is much more conservative on foreign policy than most of the rest of the Democrat Party. This is the truth. But he seems to have an issue with finances. But here's the thing. Having gone through the last several years with this Department of Injustice and these various U.S. attorneys' offices... You're going to hear from one of them. I'm not prepared to hang the guy and his wife based on what the prosecution says. That doesn't mean they're innocent. They can be guilty as hell. It just means I have a totally different mindset than I used to. Because all you're hearing and all that's produced, for the most part, is the government's case. Look at these texts we have. Look at these emails. Look at these conversations. Look at all the wealth that they've acquired. Maybe so. Maybe they're guilty as hell. I want to make that abundantly clear. But I don't know anything else than what the government has told us and what the media is regurgitating. I don't know another thing. Nobody does, do they, Mr. Producer? Let's start. Let's take a listen. Cut one. This is the uh, U.S. Attorney, Damian Williams. Go. Today I'm announcing that my office has obtained a three-count indictment charging Senator Robert Menendez his wife, Nadine Menendez, and three New Jersey businessmen, while Hannah, Jose Uribe, and Fred Davies for bribery offenses. The investigation that led to these charges has been run out of the Southern District of New York. The indictment alleges that between 2018 and 2022, Senator Menendez... Now, Menendez obviously represents New Jersey. He's from Hudson County. 
And so I'm surmising that the U.S. Attorney's Office in New Jersey handed it over to the Southern District of New York, or the Southern District of New York claims jurisdiction because maybe some of these businessmen are from New York and some of the transactions happened in New York. But the Southern District of New York, the U.S. Attorney's Office there is massive. And they can overwhelm any individual or would-be defendant with really unlimited resources. I just want to bring that up again as a point that people may not know. Go ahead. The senior U.S. Senator from New Jersey and the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee and his wife, Nadine Menendez, engaged in a corrupt relationship with Hanna, Uribe, and Davies. The indictment alleges that through that relationship, the senator and his wife accepted hundreds of thousands of dollars of bribes in exchange for Senator Menendez using his power and influence to protect and to enrich those businessmen and to benefit the government of Egypt. The indictment alleges that Hana, Uribe, and Davies provided bribes in the form of cash, gold, home mortgage payments, a low-show or a no-show job for Nadine Menendez. It sounds like the Biden family almost. Next thing you know, they'll be telling us that they set up some uh, shell corporations. I wonder if they got any money from Egypt. I mean, the Bidens got it from communist China. And that's just one of the enemy states and front corporations that were associated with China that they got money from. I'm just pointing this out because I listen to this, and this is pretty overwhelming. And then the Democrats say, where's the evidence on Biden? Well, Biden never took a nickel. But his family made millions, tens of millions. It's not like they didn't. They did. And they got gifts. And they had access to daddy as vice president. So I, I, I'm just sitting here saying to myself, okay, they're not exactly the same, but they're close enough. I wonder if they'll let any of the tax related charges, and I'm sure there will be some. I wonder if they'll allow those to run, Mr. Producer. What do you think? Go ahead. A Mercedes-Benz and other things of value. By the way, the right there, that, that bothers me. Why would you give them the Mercedes-Benz? Wouldn't you rather have a Lexus, Mr. Producer? Cut to go. The indictment alleges that Senator Menendez took several actions as part of this corrupt relationship. First, the indictment alleges that Senator Menendez used his power and influence, including his leadership role on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, to benefit the government of Egypt in various ways. Now, this is what amazes me. Among other actions. Hold on now. Senator this is what amazes me. Now, that would be a crime. In many respects, you're selling your office. You're selling your office. Okay. So what was Biden doing? Whether he's doing it for himself or his son or his grandchildren, is of no consequence. What was he doing? It amazes me. Comes out of the same Department of Justice that pretends Joe Biden shouldn't even be investigated, let alone charged. Go ahead. Senator Menendez allegedly provided sensitive, non-public U.S. government information to Egyptian officials and otherwise took steps to secretly aid the government of Egypt. We also allege that Senator Menendez improperly pressured a senior official at the U.S. Department of Agriculture to protect a lucrative monopoly that the government of Egypt had awarded to Hana, a lucrative monopoly that Hana then used to fund certain bribe payments. 
again, I want to remind you, this is one side of the story. And so the goal here for the government, when they file these, these charges, is to get out in front of the media narrative. Again, I'm no special pleader for Bob Menendez. I don't know him. I've never corresponded with him. I don't even know what he sounds like. It doesn't matter to me. I just have my antenna now up all the time. All the time. On how Hunter Biden was treated. and still being treated. With a lapsing of tax cases. The failure to appoint a special counsel to investigate Joe Biden. With respect to all these financial dealings. His son never registered as a foreign agent, and Joe Biden was helping his son every step of the way. He had to know something. And so Joe Biden's a co-conspirator in the violation of FARA. Joe Biden didn't have to receive a plug nickel to be a co-conspirator. Go ahead. Second, the indictment alleges that Senator Menendez used his power and influence to try to disrupt a criminal investigation and prosecution undertaken by the New Jersey Attorney General's office related to an associate and a relative of Uribe. So why is this case being handled in New Jersey? Again, I know what they'll say. There are some links to New York and these businessmen, but this particular issue, the second indictment, the second charge, you're talking about the Attorney General of New Jersey? Seems to me that's a New Jersey case. Go ahead. The indictment alleges that Senator Menendez used his power and influence to try to disrupt a federal prosecution of Davies in the District of New Jersey in two ways. First, by seeking to install a United States attorney who he thought could be influenced with respect to Davies. And second, by trying to influence... Let's stop that. That one I'd be particularly interested in knowing a lot more about. I really would. Because that, that seems very touch and go to me. That he wanted to install a U.S. attorney that would basically assist him and his business associate. So I'd want to know about that. Because that sounds, that sounds like they really had a twist and spin in order to, in order to bring that. But I don't know. I would just like to know more. Go ahead. Act favorably in Davies' case. And as we allege in the indictment, the senator agreed to do these things and use his power in this way because Hanna was paying bribes, because Uribe was paying bribes, and because Davies was paying bribes. Fortunately, the public officials the senator sought to influence did not bend to the pressure. That's a good thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Is there one more cut? I don't have the cut list in front of me. Go ahead. Now, as part of this investigation, special agents with the FBI executed search warrants on the residence and safe deposit box of Senator Menendez and Nadine Menendez in New Jersey. When they got there, they discovered approximately $500,000 of cash stuffed into envelopes and closets. Some of the cash was stuffed in the senator's jacket pockets. Some of the cash, some of the envelopes of cash contain Davies' fingerprints or Davies' DNA. That's not all. Agents also discovered a lot of gold. Gold Can we stop a second? Sounds pretty bad if you're Menendez, doesn't it? Sounds pretty bad. They're worried about public corruption. So am I. So if this guy's crook and all this turns out to be true, goodbye. 
Where's all the money that Hunter got from the communist Chinese and the other governments? Peter Schweitzer says it's over $30 million. Jamie Comer says it's over $20 million. Then there's money they got from other countries. Where is that money? How many search warrants have been issued to look into the Biden family's bank vaults, homes, drawers, closets? None? Zero? You see what I'm trying to point out, America? This is just incredible. No, no, no. Not that Menendez may be a big-time Class A crook. But look at the resources and attention paid to Menendez. Okay, great. Fine. And look at the resources and attention paid to the Biden crime family. How many search warrants have been issued? I guarantee you, none. How many safe deposit boxes at any bank has been searched? Well, we know of one case where the IRS was looking for documents and the Department of Justice, the assistant U.S. attorney, Wolf, tipped off Hunter Biden's lawyers. Wow. That's serious? Anybody tip off Menendez's lawyers? Go ahead. By Davies and Hanna. And the FBI, of course, found the Mercedes-Benz that Uribe had provided them. Now, the items that the FBI didn't, covered... Uh, didn't Hunter Biden buy a, uh, like a Porsche or something, or Mercedes-Benz, Mr. Producer? What was that? Was a Porsche? After some of the money he got for doing absolutely nothing? Is that a bribe? A bribe to do what, Mark? All right, let's stop. Let's grow up and act like adults. Why were the communist Chinese, the Romanian government, the crooks in Ukraine, the oligarch, the former wife of the mayor of Russia, why were they giving tens of millions of dollars to Hunter Biden? Raise your hand to get to daddy. Because he's useless. He's, not, he, he's irrelevant, Hunter. And we don't even have an investigation Involving Joe Biden. Not even an investigation. That's what this underscores for me. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals com 
By the way, America, I'm here broadcasting from our satellite bunker in New Jersey for a wonderful book signing event tomorrow. Just a reminder, anybody who's within a 700-mile radius, we'd love to see you. Just kidding. We'd love to see anybody. Well, not anybody. You know, patriots. That'll be at Bookends, the bookstore in Ridgewood, New Jersey. We're going to start at 9.30 a.m. so we can get everybody in. And if it's raining, although it's absolutely beautiful here today, uh, and I don't know that it will rain, but if it is, everybody will be able to come into the building. And then the following day, because I won't be on radio Saturday or Sunday, that is Sunday, we will be at Barnes & Noble, Tyson's Corner Mall, McLean, Virginia, uh, starting at, what time am I starting there, Mr. Producer? One o'clock, right? I think it's one. But I'll be there as well, and so I hope to see you there. We look forward to it very, very much. We have a fantastic Saturday, Life, Liberty, and Levin with Ted Cruz and Byron Donalds, 8 p.m. Eastern. If you can't watch it live, folks, just hit that record on your DVR so you can go back and look at it at your leisure. And then the next day, of course, Sunday, we're doing this now twice a week, same time, same place, 8 p.m. Eastern. Life, Liberty, and Levin with Pete Hegseth and me. So I very much look forward to the two book signings this weekend. I hope you'll check us out on Saturday night and Sunday night. You can DVR it. Isn't modern technology amazing? It's amazing. But I want to get back to this Menendez issue, and I want to get back to this Biden issue, and I want to get back to the Department of Justice issue, and the... Southern District of New York versus the U.S. Attorney's Office in New Jersey. I'm sure you can make a case that either office could have handled this. But isn't it interesting? They didn't use the U.S. Attorney's Office in New Jersey. Here's what I'm thinking. They didn't trust that office. Because Menendez would have had a lot of input into who the U.S. Attorney was in New Jersey. I believe that's probably why. They went with the Southern District of New York. But I've got more, more insight. I'll be right back. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals. The establishment's worst nightmare. Mark Levin. Call in now. 877-381-3811. So I want to use this indictment against the Menendez as as an educational moment to expose what's going on. Now let's assume everything against the Menendez is accurate. That they are all those things they're accused of. That they did all those things they're accused of. 
Okay, great. That basically he sold access, he sold his office, he was bribed. And then, of course, they get a warrant. They search his home and they find all this cash and so forth. And they get a warrant and they go into all of his uh, uh, banks. And they go in and they look at all the uh, safe deposit boxes in the banks and they find all this stuff. So they find half a million dollars in cash stashed away in the home. They find all kinds of goodies in these safe deposit boxes. And they charged them. They charge them in New York, Southern District of New York, because they don't trust the U.S. Attorney in New Jersey. I'm telling you the truth. Because most of the ties go to the U.S. Attorney in his jurisdiction in the entire state of New Jersey. There's one U.S. Attorney in New Jersey. There's not an Eastern District, Southern District, Northern Districts, and so it is one U.S. Attorney. Chris Christie used to hold that position, as I recall. All right, but nonetheless, let's look at the Biden situation. The Biden situation makes the Menendez situation look like small potatoes. And so, um, by small potatoes, I mean the amounts of money we're talking about. The amounts of money we're talking about in the case of the Biden situation could be close to $50 million. Hunter Biden was paid tens of millions of dollars, even though he was a drug addict. Even though he was traveling the country, if not the world, with hookers. Even though he had absolutely no skills whatsoever, nothing substantive, either through experience or education. Nothing. Because he's the front guy for the Biden family, Joe Biden in particular. He's hopping on Air Force Two trips. He's throwing around his daddy's name. We have a laptop with a whole lot of information on it that ties Joe Biden to the activities of his son. We have eyewitness testimony. Several witnesses. Bobolinsky's one. But even uh, Devin, what's his name? What is his name? Harper? He's given very, what is it? Archer. Harper, Archer, whatever. So, and there's more. And if the government really wanted to pursue more, they'd get more. If they really wanted to put the screws to these business partners and these business entities, they could do it the way they did with Menendez. How many search warrants have been issued to search any of Hunter Biden's locations? How many search warrants have been issued to gain access to any of the safe deposit boxes that Hunter Biden had or may have had. How many search warrants have been issued related to Joe Biden or his brother, Jim Biden? Even the grandchildren, who are not really little children now, we're talking about young adults, in order to find the traces of the tens of millions of dollars that the Biden family received. In other words, all the usual criminal steps, investigative steps that you would take, to get to the bottom of this, have not been taken. In fact, not one of them has been taken related to Joe Biden. None. But they'll go to the ends of the earth to get Menendez. And in the case of Donald Trump, they don't even go to the ends of the earth to get him. They come up with these phony charges involving statutes that don't even relate 
in many instances. They're federalizing so-called state offenses in Georgia. There's no case in Manhattan, but they bring it anyway in hopes that they can get one guilty verdict on one count. So they have to concoct all these charges against Trump. Trump should have been subjected to a criminal search warrant. His home shouldn't have been subjected to a SWAT team. The search warrant is a general warrant. I don't care what these former federal prosecutors have to say. I don't need them to tell me how to read a warrant. And even more than that, you don't need to bring a criminal case involving documents when the civil avenue is fully open to you. You go into court, you get a judge's order. The order is presented to Trump and his lawyers. And if they don't want to turn over the information then, then they're held in contempt. That's the way that works. You don't send a SWAT team in with cameras that happen to be there to go after the former president. But my point is this. Nobody gets the kind of treatment that Joe Biden and his son is getting. Nobody. If it wasn't for a courageous federal judge in Wilmington, Delaware... None of this would be going on with Hunter, not even the gun indictments. And as I was the first to point out, that has nothing to do with Joe Biden. So they're perfectly happy in dealing with that. And let me tell you another little secret. If Joe Biden runs for re-election, which I think he will, the only way Joe Biden is not the nominee is if he chooses not to be the nominee and steps down. There's nobody in the wings. And they don't have time to put up a big fight. Well, who is it? Who's in the wings? Who is it? Gavin Newsom? Are you kidding me? He's already destroyed California. Does he get to destroy 49 other states? But my point to you is this. Of course Joe Biden is going to pardon his son. Even if he loses the election, should he decide to run for re-election like he says he has, there's a period of time between a lame duck president, and when you swear in the new president, inauguration. He will pardon his son during that break, during that gap. And if he wins re-election, he's got nothing to worry about. He'll pardon his son as well. Now, is he going to pardon his son out of love for his son? Maybe. But why else would he pardon his son, Mr. Producer? To cover his own ass. And not only that, America... He can pardon his son not just for a conviction of certain gun crimes and offenses. He can pardon his son for all tax matters that might be before his regime. For all foreign matters that might be before his regime. In other words, for anything that his son might be facing. And he does that, oh, because he loves his son, maybe. But he does it to protect himself. To protect himself. Who's the main witness against Joe Biden? His son, Hunter. That's why Hunter Biden matters. His son is the main witness. Along with, you know, other evidence that doesn't involve witnesses per se. But you look at this Biden thing. From the laptop. Which the Praetorian Guard media did everything it possibly could. To tell you it was a Russian plant. And they brought in Blinken, who organized all these former spooks, 51 of them, to go on record that it had to be a Russian, you know, trick, dirty trick. And so, of course, all the media go with it. All the social media platforms protect the Biden. 
then there's a point at which they can't. The FBI interviewed Bobolinsky at Bobolinsky's request. He said, they interviewed me for four and a half, five hours. And then they never got back to him. Does that sound like the Menendez case to you? Of course not. Does that sound like the Trump case to you? Of course not. Oh, look at this. This guy flipped on Trump. Headline news, marquee news. What about Bobolinsky? Who's Bobolinsky? Doesn't matter. He's also been on television on Fox. Hasn't been on any of the other major networks. He's never even mentioned. But he's not the only one. Where are all of the business partners? Including the business partners who played golf with Biden. Some of whom had lunch or dinner with Biden. Some of whom had their staff in connection with the vice president's office. You're telling me that there's not enough here to trigger a special counsel investigation? Of course there is. But even if it's not a special counsel, where are all the U.S. attorneys? Listen to this guy in the Menendez case in the Southern District of New York. We got this, we got this, we got this, we got this. I could write up the bill of indictment. I could do it myself. And lay it out where the case is overwhelming. The evidence, the laptop says this. Bobolinsky says this. Devin says this. Biden was on these phone calls. Scores of them. When his son was speaking to these various oligarchs and CEOs and communist Chinese front operators. Can you imagine what kind of a charging list I could put together, Mr. Producer? It would be a killer. But he's not even under investigation. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty disgusting, to be perfectly honest with you. And so everybody's going to talk about Menendez, and they should. I got it. But nobody's going to tell you what I'm telling you. Nobody thinks about these things the way I do, because now I understand fully what's going on. Menendez is irrelevant. They lose Menendez, and what will happen? I guess the governor of New Jersey will appoint another radical kook, much more radical than Menendez. Menendez doesn't always agree with the Biden administration, just so you know, on Iran. He's much more skeptical. Can't have that. Menendez was not a supporter, regardless of how he voted, of the Iran deal. Oh, this guy's a pain in the ass. They tried to take him out before. But it could also be that he's a, a crook, that his wife's a crook. But it could also be that Joe Biden's a crook. And other members of his family are crooks. But we'll never know from an official government legal position because they won't investigate him. If Joe Biden were a senator, and he has a seat on the Senate floor right next to his buddy Menendez, and all that we know today, let's say we knew when he was a senator, he would have been indicted. On multiple counts. But because he's the Democrat president, because he controls the Department of Justice, and all these high-profile charges have to go through the Attorney General's office. Did you know that? It's not going to happen. The Democrats and the media, they want the bloody knife. Where's the bloody knife? You don't have a bloody knife. That's what they mean when they say, you have no evidence whatsoever that he... 
and he took a nickel. Criminal investigations are about having enough information where there's an interest in trying to figure out if something untoward or illegal took place. You don't have you don't have the bloody knife, so to speak, necessarily, at the front end of an investigation. You folks have watched enough 48 Hours or these other legal shows on 2020 and so forth. They're looking for information. They're looking for evidence. They have very strong suspicions. You know, Hunter Biden's traveling with his daddy dozens of times overseas for what? The other family members aren't doing it. He is. Hunter Biden has a lavish lifestyle for what? Foreign governments, including enemy regimes, are giving him millions and millions of dollars and he's shaking them down? Why? Why? Why did he receive a diamond worth millions? Why did he, why did he receive enough money to buy a Porsche? Why hasn't there been any kind of search warrant that we're aware of, and we would be aware of it, to search wherever Hunter Biden lived or used to live? And why aren't they doing the same? With his bank accounts? And any other types of uh, information that they want. Instead, we get a tip-off. His lawyers get a tip-off from an assistant U.S. attorney. When the IRS is tracking them down. They wanted to see about Daddy and Hunter. And they're trying to get GPS data. They're blocked by the Department of Justice. Did anybody block anybody when they were pursuing Menendez? Of course not. Has anybody blocked anybody in the pursuit of Donald Trump? Of course not. This is the news. Menendez is secondary. This just puts the fine point on, if you will, how the Department of Justice is conducting itself. Menendez may be a badass, and he may be a crook, and he may have been guilty of bribery and so forth. But how is it that the same Department of Justice has absolutely no interest in Joe Biden and lets the statute of limitation runs on several tax charges, the main charges that should have been brought against Hunter Biden? Be right back. Mark Levin. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals I don't want to be misunderstood or to have my words intentionally twisted by reprobates at Media Matters and, and, their, uh, uh, and their progeny, uh, Media. 
I'm not defending the Menendez. I don't know if they're innocent or guilty, and neither does anybody else. I do know how this works. You saw how they did it with Trump. They loaded up all these charges, threw it out there, and for weeks, that's all anybody spoke about. In Menendez, when you look at the difference between the allegations against Trump, as an example, and the allegations against Menendez, the Menendez charges are garden variety financial crimes. The charges against Trump, they have to dig up the Ku Klux Klan Act. They have to dig up an obstruction statute that was passed after Enron that has absolutely nothing to do with what happened on January 6th or anything that Donald Trump ever did. They have to use a financial crime statute, which they've tried more and more to expand into other issues, but which has nothing to do with Donald Trump. And those are the four charges against Donald Trump on January 6th. And then they twist a documents case into the crime of the century. And you bring pile-on charges against the former president of the United States, hoping that the jury will meet and say, okay, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's have a compromise. We'll do one, three, and six, uh, which is another lousy, dirty trick of prosecutors. But in the case of the Menendez, um, you know, the couple, the Menendez couple, the senator and his wife, they don't even have to play around with the statutes or the allegations. So on the one hand, you have every investigative tool imaginable used against the Menendez's and absolutely none, none used with Joe Biden and others intentionally destroyed internally by the Department of Justice to ensure that Hunter Biden is in charge on some of the most severe cases. And then in the case of Trump, you have to concoct old statutes to try and apply it to a fact pattern. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. By the way, you know, a three-hour radio show isn't really a three-hour radio show. It's more like a 40 40- minute an hour radio show and so it's hard to get everything in particularly if you're spending the time really thinking about these things and studying them but i do like to get the callers when i can today may not be that day we'll see we'll give it a shot but there's a lot to cover here kevin mccarthy with reporters on capitol hill yesterday cut four go frustrating the sense that I don't understand why anybody votes against bringing the idea and having the debate. And then you got all the amendments if you don't like the bill. This is a whole new concept of individuals that just want to burn the whole place down. It, it doesn't work. He's correct. And Reagan would have rejected this too. And Trump would have rejected this too. They would not have followed these five dead-enders. It wouldn't have happened. These aren't the conservatives to follow. And some of them have their own career or financial interests like this guy Ken Buck, but I'll get to him in a, excuse me, in a second. When you're offered an 8% cut across the board, except for defense and veterans affairs, 
as well as a significant increase in securing the southern border and the northern border? And you turn that down when 214 of your colleagues, including the vast majority, overwhelming majority conservatives, including the Freedom Caucus, are all in? What's your game plan? There is no game plan. None. You don't shut down the government with no game plan because you know what happens then? Somebody else comes up with a game plan. Like the Democrats in the House, yanking a few of these Republican reprobates over and getting their budget passed. And you already have McConnell and the majority Republican senators who have sold out to Schumer and Biden. So when you have this tiny majority and you have a a plan that's put forward that slashes the government at the domestic level bigger than any plan that I've ever seen from anybody. And seeks to secure the southern border. Why would you throw that away? And if the Senate isn't going to support it, then fight over that. Then you have something concrete, something tangible to fight over. Slashing government spending. Major steps towards the securing the border. Defending the military spending, defending veterans, that's a winner to me as a conservative. Trump would have gone for that. Reagan would have gone for that. I believe DeSantis would. I'm just telling you. These five guys, most of whom you can't even name, were supposed to follow them. Follow them to where? To what? They don't even have an idea on where they're headed. They're just pissed off. They're in a temper tantrum, and now we're all supposed to follow them. Follow them to what? A a Democrat spending plan? Because that's what we're going to get. I fear that's what we're going to get. Now, why do I fear that? They have what? A four or five vote majority in the House? Okay, let's suppose it's a five majority. Three of them say, you know what, I'm working with the Democrats. Okay, then Hakeem Jeffries, essential, is in charge of the budget. There's no filibuster rule in the House. So between Hakeem Jeffries and Schumer in the Senate, then you're going to get a massive spending bill, no securing the border, it'll go to Biden and he'll sign it. Does that make sense to anybody? So when he says these individuals want to burn down the whole place, he's not kidding. This doesn't work. I take no back seat, none, to shutting down the government. I've advocated shutting down the government. I supported Cruz when he shut it down for 35 damn days in 2013. And by the way, he will be on the program Saturday to talk about this, as will Byron Donald. But these guys have nothing. Nothing. So apart from the policy disaster this is what about the political disaster it is you're shutting down the government for nothing you don't even have a rational singular proposal and all we need is three of these reprobate republicans to cross the line and say hey uh hakeem yes we want to negotiate with you okay here are my terms it gets through the house goes to the senate in other words schumer Republicans are not going to filibuster. They've already agreed a majority of the Democrats... Listen to this. 
majority of the Senate Republicans have already agreed to a continuing resolution that Chuck Schumer drew up. It blows through the caps that they already agreed to in May. It massively increased spending. It uses COVID-19 as the baseline. It is a friggin' disaster. And we're going to get a big percentage of that if somehow this isn't fixed. Everybody's looking to the speaker. You need to fix this. Really? Why aren't you looking at Mitch McConnell, who already sold us out? Why aren't you looking at these guys like Matt Gates, who don't even make any sense? And they'll get up there and they'll say, yes, but we want, we want to get control of the Department of Justice. We want to do this. We want to do that. We want to do this. You can't get all that done in a five-day period. Plus, we have these reprobate Republicans that have to come along. And you have such a tiny majority, some of them don't want to come along. So get the best thing you can. 8% cut. Let me tell you a little secret. This may offend some of my friends up in Washington. We never got an 8% proposed cut under Newt. And I love Newt. We never got an 8% proposed domestic cut under Trump. And I love Trump. We never got an 8% pr- proposed cut at a regular... Well, actually, we did. He wanted to blow out a number of departments and so forth. But how did that go? It didn't happen. So not since Reagan have we seen anything proposed like this. I'm talking about 8% cut and trying to secure the border. And so when you're in the minority in the Senate, and the minority in the Senate is working with the majority to undermine us, and you have a five-vote majority in the House, which is really a three-vote majority, two-vote majority in the House, because all it takes is three to run to the other side. And then somebody comes up with a proposal like Byron Donalds and other conservatives that say, look, I negotiated with our squishes, my language. Look what I got. 8% cut. We'll still support the military. VA benefits will still support that. And major efforts to secure the border. Look what I got. Victory. No, 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 no. No. And these guys are a joke. They're just a joke. Well, we're going to remove the speaker if we don't get what we want. Why don't you just run for speaker? See how many votes you get. This isn't about McCarthy. It's not about the speaker. It's about how five individuals are exploiting what is really a tiny majority for their own purposes. I want you to listen to this guy, Ken Buck. This guy, Ken Buck, is being interviewed on CNN. He's already confessed that he's been negotiating with them and talking to them about getting a job from CNN. About getting a job from CNN. So he's doing these, these interviews. He's showing up on CNN. In essence, what is he doing? He's performing for CNN and hopes that they'll hire him. That's what he's hoping. And so what's the best way to do that? To come off as reasonable, you know. I don't think there should be an impeachment in Korea, Joe Biden. They're coming out of left field, this guy. On the other hand, he's one of the five on the budget. They call him a budget hawk. But who is he trashing? The speaker. CNN would like nothing more than to have another Republican reprobate like Kingsley and these other guys who trash Trump and so forth. He doesn't like Trump either. 
will trash McCarthy. Look at this. Our own Anna Navarro and drag. Look at look at her. Here he is. He's Ken Buck. He's trashing McCarthy. That's what's going on. All this crap going on behind the scenes. The country can go to hell. Abby Phillip at CNN. Who? I don't know. Abby Phillip. Cut five. Go. So Speaker McCarthy, when he left the, the floor today, he was visibly frustrated. He criticized the far right flank of your conference for wanting to, quote, just burn the place down. What, what's your view of that? Who is burning the place down? Now, first of all, yeah. you see how that question is set up? Please attack McCarthy and the speaker, please. Please make it much more difficult for the Republicans to get their act together, to get their ass in gear so, so the Democrats can control the floor and maybe you'll even remove McCarthy. So we can get a Democrat spending bill. I wonder who's advising these five. You know, there are these groups in Washington, D.C. operating in the shadows. They don't come out of the shadows, but I know who they are and they know who they are. Is this their strategy? Because if this is their strategy, I was going to say, we got a bunch of numbnuts here, Mr. Producer, but I don't think that's good for family radio, do you? Dolts, that's a good word. Go ahead. I don't think, it, I think, I think Kevin was probably very frustrated and, and uh, was was speaking out. Um, I, one, I don't think it's a great idea for the speaker to do that because he's got to go back to those people and try to get their votes for the next bill. But um, I do. What do you mean those people? Uh, There's five of you and you're one of them. What are you talking about? You know, I think he has to go back to those. He's talking about you, pal. You're 20 percent of it. He's talking about you. Now, if I were a real reporter, she would ask a question like this. There's five of you. You represent about four million people. And not even all of them. Your district has collectively four million people in there. You probably represent two and a half to three million people. There's 330 million people in this country. You've got almost a near unanimous vote out of the House Republicans for this and a unanimous vote of the Democrats against it. So my question to you, Mr. Buck, is why are you doing the work of Chuck Schumer, Biden, Hakeem Jeffries, because you know if Byron Donalds and Chip Roy and the others fail, the budget that's going to come out of the House will be a Democrat budget. Well, you can't prove that, and then you get engaged, then you get into the debate. But they don't want that debate on CNN. Their potentially new employees got it all figured out, just trash McCarthy. Go ahead. Uh, we have a difference in our conference over the importance of uh, deficit spending. And, and no, you do not knowledge. have a difference in your conference over that. I don't know any Republican, maybe some of the liberal reprobates, who don't think spending's completely and utterly out of control and unsustainable, according to the GAO, CBO, OMB, and the rest of the alphabet soup in Washington. Even they say, and I read it to you, in a May report that was ignored by the media, that's being ignored right now by the media because they don't want conservatives using that report for leverage against the radical Marxist big spending morons in the Democrat Party. My problem with Mr. Buck is, and the other four, nothing that they're doing, let alone proposing, which is utterly incomprehensible, is going to stop any of this. It's going to feed the Democrats. 
Cut six, Mr. Producer, go. So you're not willing to work with Democrats, even if it means avoiding a shutdown? Oh, no, I'm absolutely willing to work with Democrats. They're not willing to work with me. The bottom line is... I'm willing to work with Democrats. They're not willing to work with me. He says, the bottom line is we can't keep spending the amount of money we're spending. How about an 8% cut on domestic spending? Just for a continuing resolution. Just for starters. You support that? Because you can't even agree with Freedom Caucus conservatives on that. It's just shocking to me. Let's see how this plays out. You watch. The 14th Amendment's going to come up again. The Democrats are going to twist it out of existence again. They're going to claim that a constitution of separation of powers, checks and balances, that has specific powers given to each branch of government, and Congress has the specific core function of taxing, spending, and borrowing, and even more specifically, it's the House of Representatives that starts such bills, that under the 14th Amendment, ladies and gentlemen, Section 4, the President of the United States has the power, if Congress won't act, to spend, to borrow, and tax. Really? So when they pass this, what we call one of the Civil War Amendments, they intended America to completely blow out representative government, to completely blow out the power of Congress, and more specifically, the House of Representatives, that would now cede taxing, spending, borrowing power, that is, debt, to one man, the President of the United States. Now, where is that in the 14th Amendment? Is there a shred of a syllable anywhere in our history, during the debates over the 14th Amendment, that even suggests that? Not one just as with their ballot removal issue in Section 3 of of the 14th Amendment. Clearly the language, clearly the language in Section 4 deals with the debt related to the Confederacy, just like Section 3 applies to insurrection and sedition related to the Civil War and the Confederacy. Nothing more, nothing less. There are to be no payments, none, to cover any debt that was used to support the Confederacy in the Civil War. That's what that section means. However, all debts that were incurred to support the war against the Confederacy by the Union are to be honored. That's what that means. It's simple. But now we're going to get into that stupid debate yet again, too. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Now, you know what company is looking out for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just $20 a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk that also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team 
right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Mark Levin, and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. taught me, and I mean this sincerely, my dad used to say, everyone, everyone is entitled to be treated with dignity and respect. Congressional Black Caucus embodies all those values. But of course he was talking to the Congressional Hispanic Caucus, not the Congressional Black Caucus. He keeps talking about what his dad told him. I suspect his dad was as big of an idiot as he is, quite frankly. I don't know why he keeps quoting his dad. Um, but it uh, doesn't really matter to me. We have a man in the Oval Office who has stage 5 dementia. As I explain in the book, the Democrat Party hates America. He has stage 5 dementia. He's defended by his party despite David Ignatius's column all. And by the way, notice nobody talks about it anymore. It's like we have these little flashes in the pan where all the media has to talk for five days and then all of a sudden they walk away. They're not going to replace Biden unless Biden wants to be replaced. But he's definitely a head case. It's not funny. It's sad. And what's sickening is the Democrat Party couldn't give a damn. I'll be right back. Now, you know what company is looking out for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and now 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk that also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Mark Levin, and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. The Mark Levin Show, live and national at 877-381-3811. Maybe Ken Buck prefers my name for these guys, Mr. Producer, which I've used in the past. That would be Bonehead. See, I'm not the speaker. I'm not running for speaker. I'm not a politician. I'm not running for anything. Bonehead, I think, is is an appropriate term. Well, Joe Biden has an idea for dealing with illegal immigration and what's happening on the border. Let's have more of it. A whole lot more. So he's at the Congressional Hispanic Conference, which he just praised as the Congressional Black Caucus. But here he is, nonetheless. Cut eight. Go. First, we put in place policies that process people in a fair and fast way. Second. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why are you processing people at all? If they haven't come through the front door, the ports of entry, and so why are we processing people, let alone in a fast way? See, this is the, this is the, the real nub of the matter. 
There's no such thing as illegal immigration anymore. Let me be the first to say this. There is no such thing as illegal immigration anymore. Hold on. There are no such things anymore as illegal aliens or immigrants without documents. None of it's illegal anymore. None of it. Matter of fact, we want to hand out identification cards. Does the federal government? We want to hand out work papers so people can get jobs, even though they're here illegally. We want to hand out bennies, you know, benefits. Like food stamps, public education, access to emergency rooms and medical care. Oh, yeah. And in some localities and states, as I point out in the Democrat Party Hates America, illegal aliens have the right to vote. Now, what could go wrong with that? Just keep in mind where this party's headed. Everything they're doing, they plant the seed, and then they grow a redwood. They grow a redwood tree. It's a few towns and states now where legal aliens get the vote. Then it'll be the whole country, especially when the, those great DHS cards with the pictures and the special computer graphics on it and all the rest. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're here anyway. Don't we want them to pay taxes? Come on. Go ahead. Expanding legal pathways for entry so businesses can get the workers they need. Families don't have yeah, to Yeah, businesses can get the workers they need. That's the issue. I've been undercounting this. I've been reading now estimates, and that's all we have because our government doesn't really keep track of all this. Ladies and gentlemen, there's been six to seven million illegal aliens that have crossed our border. Where are they? We only see a small percentage of them. Who are they? We don't have the foggiest idea. Did you see that video on Fox? People are coming across the border. They're cutting through the, the wire, much of the wire put there by the the great governor of Texas. And um, they come out from under the the razor wire and so forth, and they're ready to get arrested, and they're being told, go ahead, leave. You mean I can leave? You're free to leave. Where should I go? Wherever you want. Did you see that video, Mr. Producer? It's sickening. Sickening. No country on the face of the earth does this. None. Unless you're a country that's suicidal. Unless you're a country that wants to destroy your country. Which is exactly what the Democrat Party is doing. It's destroying our country. Go ahead. ...to be together. I've also directed my team to make historic increase in the number of refugees admitted from Latin America. Whoa, 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 whoa. What are you talking about? You want a historic increase in the number of refugees admitted from Latin America? First, are refugees from where? What country in Latin America? These same bastards, that is the Bidens and the rest of them, they're always reaching out to Castro and to Nicaragua and Orlega and all the rest. The dictators and communists. On the other hand, the people are fleeing there so fast, particularly Venezuela, that we're making accommodations for these people. We, we want pathways for entry in this country as fast as we... They hate the American citizen. They hate Republicans. Oh, MAGA! Oh, like the Third Reich, there's MAGA! Right over there! 70 million Americans. MAGA! 
But if you've never done a damn thing for this country, if you've never contributed a damn thing to this country, and you want to come into this country illegally, you're praised. You're a saint. You want to do jobs Americans don't want to do. You're fantastic. Sick, isn't it? Sick? Go ahead. People fleeing violence and persecution. We simply want the kids to have a better life. Well, then I have a better idea than all this. Why do we go through the motions? I suggested this idea a couple of years back. Mr. Producer will remember. Why do we wait for people to come to the border, Mr. Producer? Why don't we just send them all citizenship cards? Why don't we just announce tomorrow that every citizen of another country is also a citizen of the United States? You have children? You want a better life? Then we're all Americans, which means none of us are Americans. But listen to what he's saying. Isn't that the logical extension? Why do we wait? Why do these people have to struggle? Go through swamps, go through forests, deal with snakes, deal with diseases. Why bother? We can actually break the backs of the drug cartels. Just tell everybody all over the world, all 8 billion people all over the world, America's open. Do you have children? Yes. You want a better life for them? Yes. You want to escape the hellhole that you live in? And by the way, you can't call it a hellhole. Ooh, that's racist. Okay. You want to escape the hellhole you're in? Just come. Here, here. We're sending you your papers right now. And by the way, vote, Democrat. Vote. Let's just get to it. Let's get it over with. Go ahead. Next week, my team will consult with Congress on... Ah, shut up, you idiot. You and your team. You can barely keep those teeth in your mouth. I hear it. He's talking, you know. He's, he's afraid the dentures are coming out. The hair plugs are coming out. The dentures coming out. He's got two brain cells to rub together. This is our president. Corrupt as hell. Dumb as hell. But by the way, he was always dumb as hell. His problem is an old age. Problem is he has no mind. Never did. What else are they going to do, Mr. Producer? Go ahead. Third, we're supporting states and cities that have seen a surge in immigrants. We've developed federal experts and deployed them to help train city workers. We've developed federal experts to train city workers on how to deal with tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens. And what have you trained them to do? You're the problem, Biden, and your experts. You're the one who's done this. You're the one who needs training. And you can use a bib, too, by the way. Go ahead. Outreach campaigns, helping over a million eligible migrants apply for work permits. And we're accelerating the process for work permit application right now. Uh, you understand what this means? They're going to give an, a, a million migrants, they say, the ability to apply for work permits. And they're going to accelerate that process. They're going to speed it along. 
And this is Mr. Union guy. This is Mr. Bottom-up, middle-out guy. This is Mr. I represent the little guy. One million accelerated processing work permits. One million on top of everything else. And so, you know, I'm... I'm living in one of these hell holes out there, because we all know all cultures are the same. Living in some hell hole out there that people want to escape. But don't worry, their culture is just as good as ours. And they want to escape to our culture. They want to escape to America. Or maybe they just want to come here because they like the idea of coming to this country. I mean, after all, look at all the freebies. And Joe Biden says, I know how to control this. How? I'm giving them work permits. I'm basically giving a million people amnesty. Amnesty! That's what it is. It's backdoor amnesty. Congress has had no role in this. Five of these boneheads are too busy undermining what are good plans. The Senate Republicans are sitting on their ass. They haven't lifted a finger to do anything. And this guy keeps waving magic wands. Like he's Mussolini. Get the trains to run on time, you know. Work permits. So there I am, running my own business. I'm in Central and South America. I'm in Africa. I'm in the Middle East. I'm in, the, I'm in Asia, the Far East. Or I'm in Europe. Wherever I am. Maybe I'm an Eskimo. We're not allowed to call them Eskimos. What are they, Miss? I don't even know anymore. Whatever. Every corner of the world. Wait a minute. I break into their country and they're going to give me amnesty right on the spot. They're going to give me a special federal ID card. I get food stamps. My kids get education. We get free health care. And now I'm going to get a work permit on top of all of it. I have no fear of deportation. I don't have to do a damn thing. I just stroll into their country and confer upon myself effectively citizenship i can do that oh yeah well let's go mildred let's go he's destroying america and i don't know why all of us can't see this we conservatives can i don't know why the entire middle class in this country people who are struggling in this country Democrats, and I don't mean leadership and activists and elected officials, I mean many of you who are Democrats are listening. Don't you see this? Go ahead. Most migrants have to wait six months after filing the claim before they can go to work. Oh, I'm sorry. Six months you have to wait? Really? I know people have waited three, four months to get a passport in this country. Or they have to wait a year to get a refund that they're owed from the IRS. Oh, but they're migrants? Oh, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You shouldn't have to wait six months to get a work permit. And by the way, you need at least six months to figure out who these people are. You don't know. You don't just put, okay, here we go. Put the name in there. Oh, it's not popping up. Okay, rubber stamp. You can go through. I mean, seriously, folks. Go ahead. Only Congress can change that. 
But the Secretary of Homeland Security can take extraordinary action. And yesterday, given the poor conditions in Venezuela, Secretary Mayorkas announced temporary protection for hundreds of thousands of Venezuelans. Half a million. Half a million have come into this country. And it's not temporary protection, it's amnesty. He's handing out amnesty. Like they hand out condoms in our high schools today. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Now, you know what company is looking out for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk that also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Now, pound 250 and say Mark Levin to make the switch to Pure Talk. And you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Mark Levin, and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. How much time do I have, Rich? I don't have enough time to do what I need to do here, but when we do come back, here we go again. The Biden regime is putting out a list to our public schools on which media outlets are untrustworthy, Mr. Bidus. Spending your taxpayer dollars, the DHS, Department of Homeland Security. You know, that title, doesn't that sound ominous and fascistic, if not Marxist? The Department of Homeland Security, yes. And apparently, part of the problem with Homeland Security is me and other conservatives and certain news outlets. And so the Department of Homeland Security, well, they're spending your tax dollars through a left-wing group in order to point out to our schools and to little kids who to trust and who not to trust. I know, it's, it's, uh, it's incredible. That's why I wrote the book, The Democrat Party Hates America, which, by the way, is available right now. It's number one on Amazon, and that's because of you, not me. It's available on every retail store. It'll be available in every, pretty much, every store you go to this weekend. And I hope you'll grab your copy if you're not going out on Amazon.com. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? 
Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. By the way... Read the five-star comments on Amazon.com on the link to the Democrat Party Hates America about my book. Now, we have a number of Democrats coming in there who are giving it bad ratings. They haven't read it. You can see it by their own comments that it's just hit jobs. And if you've gotten the book and you've read at least some of it and you like it, I hope you'll go there and, and, uh, and rate it. Because honesty is what's needed here, not the radical left propaganda where they try to absolutely destroy everything. But read the five stars. You can tell those folks have read it, and you can tell that this book has really affected them in a very significant way. And I want to encourage you, you folks, you patriots, you Levinites, to go to Amazon.com and order your copies right now. Or if you're going to go out this weekend, say to Costco or Walmart, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, BJ's, Sam's Club, any independent bookstore, uh, these various warehouse stores and so forth, you can pick up a, po- a copy. You can actually page through it first, take a look at it. And don't be afraid to pick it up because of the title and you're afraid some liberal's going to give you a look. Who cares? And if you go into one of these stores and they haven't put it out yet, may I ask you to tell them, to put it out and ask them why they haven't? Because I can tell you this, their headquarters want these books out. They've ordered a lot of them, actually. And so this is an opportunity for us really to dig in, to spread the word, to be the Thomas Paines. All the work's been done. It's between two covers. I think you're going to be extremely impressed. And I think you're going to be so informed that you're going to be excited about communicating what's in the book, including the family and friends and others. And it's the kind of book also that you may want to give to somebody else and say, hey, look, before you have an opinion, will you read it? I can tell you right now. I have a couple of friends who, they're not really friends. I guess I would call them acquaintances. And I know they're Democrats. And uh, two of them are African-Americans. So I said to them, I want you to do me a favor. Before you read any other part of the book, read chapter 2. Go back to chapter 1, but I want you to read chapter 2 because I want, I want to really hook them into what's taking place here. One of them got back to me and said, I am stunned. I never knew this. I said, correct. The Democrat Party and their media and their historians 
the people who do their documentaries, they've done a hell of a job. But read chapter two. Start with chapter two, anti-black racism and anti-Semitism. Then read the rest of the book. Go back to chapter one and then three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. I think you'll agree once you get it and you see what I'm talking about. So far, it's my understanding that we, we have sold 120,000 copies during a short week. And so today, this evening, and tomorrow are a big deal because they count toward the first week. The New York Times is notorious in trying to prevent conservatives from having the number one book on their list. My books have been New York Times bestsellers. I've written nine of them nine times. They've been number one seven times, despite the fact the New York Times hates me and hates my books. Why? Because it's pretty hard to cheat on us when we're 30,000, 40,000 sales ahead of the next guy. But they try. They did it once with Rescuing Sprite. And I'm going to tell you now, however this turns out this week, I can assure you they hate the title of this book, The Democrat Party Hates America. So I'm just suggesting if you're going to get the book, please get it this evening on Amazon or if you're in one of these stores, please grab a copy. Tomorrow, if you're in one of these stores, we're going to be in Ridgewood, New Jersey at bookends. But wherever you are all over the country, grab a copy of the book. First week is very, very important, but it's very short. Because they don't count Sunday and Monday. It starts on Tuesday. Why? I have no idea. So basically, it's a five-day week. I hope you'll check it out. I want to read something to you. I have a chapter in the book called Language and Thought Control. Well, here's more from today. Media Research Center. Luis Cornelio and Tim Kilcullen. The left's crusade against media critical of the Biden agenda has entered a new disturbing stage that should send chills down every American's spine. Meet Ad Fontes. Ad, A-D, new word, Fontes, F-O-N-T-E-S. A powerful media ratings firm positioning itself to be the arbiter of truth and facts. Founded in 2018, Ad Fontes has established close partnerships with the nation's largest big tech platforms, advertising agencies, and educational institutions. But Ad Fontes is just getting started. Ad Fontes seeks to determine which media platforms are acceptable for Americans to use and which ought to be dismantled, all under the guise of nonpartisanship and impartiality. But an MRC Free Speech America investigation into Ad Fontes exposed the company's claim of impartiality to be a mere facade. They write our foundings revealed that Ad Fontes' entire methodology is designed to harm conservatives while championing liberal outlets. In addition, our investigation showed that its executives rigged its media bias chart to hide the disturbing fact 
that ad fontes exist to promote the left's political agenda. Here's some key findings. Ad fontes achieves its ratings by having nameless, faceless analysts make subjective editorial decisions consistent with the views of its founder and CEO. Ad Fontes claims to deploy teams of three unnamed individuals with different ideological leanings, allegedly right, center, and left, to review and write news stories. Ad Fontes CEO, excuse me, Ad Fontes CEO, Vanessa Otero, told MRC Free Speech America that this so-called diversity guards against biases in the ratings of media. And Ad Fontes asks Americans to accept its anonymous analysis, its anonymous analysis, as objective, scientific, and empirical. Regrettably, it is not. Our findings reveal that Ad Fontes' analysis is categorically plagued with leftist bias. Ontario, the CEO, claimed her ratings are meant to check bias, but she consistently failed to see how her own biases and repeated contradictions are systemic in their work. From how stories are initially selected for review to how these stories are analyzed, Ontario provided information and statements to MRC Free Speech America that contradicted her assertions. Notably, Ad Fontes glosses over legacy media's most effective political activism tool, bias by omission. These are the stories the media refuse to cover, such as the Biden family scandals. For example, the legacy media blackout of information harmful to Joe Biden. And that is blacked them out to swing elections in favor of the left. MRC published a detailed report showing how media and big tech defeated former President Donald Trump in 2020 election utilizing this powerful tactic of omission. She brags that, quote, 99% of the time, the three analysts grading an article arrive at a single score. So this confession exposes how her process is neither scientific nor empirical as it erases any diversity of viewpoints her analysts may once have had. Instead, Otero's warped methodology bends all scores into conformity with a single mindset she herself has imposed. Of course, the mindset infects the work of Ad Fontes at every level. For example, Ad Fontes hopelessly skews ratings of individual articles, going as far as championing demonstrably false narratives embraced by the left. For example... The Wuhan lab leak story was, they said, baseless fringe theory. Baseless fringe theory. While suppressing entirely accurate stories regarding the Biden regime. For example, the Hunter Biden laptop story, evidence of Joe Biden's involvement in a robbery scheme and so forth. (coughs) From falsely claiming that right-leaning media have a greater presence than left-leaning media... The media bias chart features a total of 2,032 media on the left, 975 on the right. To being ignorant about the media blackout of the Joe Biden bribery scandal, it is clear that Otero's enforced methodology is designed to bury conservatives. And it goes on. She publishes a version of its media bias chart on its website. It reflects a small number of cherry-picked media outlets, making it appear as if the group is even-handed in its analysis. In reality, the chart is rigged to deceptively suggest that right-leaning outlets and left-leaning outlets are treated similarly. Ad Fontes deemed the bulk of media labeled as on the left to be fully reliable, including CNN, the New York Times, ABC, NBC, CBS, while only rewarding 
Less than one-third of media it labeled as on the right to be reliable, including the Wall Street Journal, Fox Business, National Post, and the Cato Institute. Ad Fontes gave 64% of media it considered to be on the left as reliable. 32% on the right. Ad Fontes is 10 times more likely to give its lowest rating of unreliable to media on the right as it is to give this badge of shame to media on the left. It rated only 2.9% of media it considered on the left as unreliable, while it rated 29% of media it labeled on the right as unreliable. Now, you can read this story yourself. You'll be able to find it on the Mothership Mark Levin Show website. But I am told by my buddy Brent Bozell, as he and his quote-unquote team went through this very carefully, that uh, I am considered unreliable, of course. Who else is considered unreliable? The Federalist, Jesse Waters' primetime, Hannity, the Ingram Angle, the Epic Times, PragerU, the Daily Signal, Red State, Turning Point USA, Newsmax, OAN, Timecast, IRL, and the Daily Wire's The Matt Walsh Show. This means that Ad Fontes is exactly 10 times more likely to rate right-leaning media as unreliable and generally problematic. Comparing the overall scores of comparable media further emphasizes how relentlessly Ad Fontes' reliability system favors big media entities on the left and punishes media it labels as on the political right. And they also uh, attack, of course, Breitbart, um, Heritage Foundation, the Ted Cruz podcast, the Ben Shapiro show, MRC, Newsbusters, and so forth. And yours truly. Uh, this is funded in part by the federal government, Department of Homeland Security. And this is being pushed out to elementary schools and other schools throughout the nation, Mr. Producer. Now, what do you think about this, America? Once again, this is how totalitarian regimes conduct themselves. Like, we're way beyond the word liberal and progressive. We are way, way beyond that, America. You have people who've lived through, survived various types of totalitarian regimes, and they're among us, and they're with us. Who've told us in essays and speeches and commentary and books, as have others, who are no longer with us, that the characteristics of the Democrat Party and this Biden regime are characteristics of a growing police state and totalitarian regime. That's exactly what's taking place. Now you know why the New York Times is desperately going to try to prevent this book, The Democrat Party Hates America, from being number one, and why you and I are going to do everything we can to put my scarlet letter on their pages. Nothing would drive them nuts further and faster than to put number one on the New York Times list, the Democrat Party hates America. What do you think about that, Mr. Bidus? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I see a little flickering star brightness in the dark skies 
Fox News. Dallas mayor leaves Democratic Party, switches to GOP. He's a Democrat, he's an African-American, and now he's a Republican. He said American cities need Republicans. Dallas Mayor Eric Johnson was elected in 2019. He's been a vocal supporter of law enforcement. He's the mayor of one of the largest cities in America. And on Friday today, he wrote an op-ed that he is leaving the Democrat Party and becoming Republican in a Wall Street Journal op-ed. The headline, America's cities need Republicans and I'm becoming one. Mayor Johnson explains that he's leaving the Democrat Party because the future of America's great urban centers depends on the willingness of the nation's mayors to champion law and order and practical fiscal conservatism. He said our cities desperately need the genuine commitment to these principles as opposed to inconsistent poll-driven commitment to Democrats that has long been a defining characteristic of the GOP. He writes, in other words, America's cities needs Republicans, and Republicans need American cities. When my political hero Theodore Roosevelt was born, only 20% of Americans lived in urban areas. By the time he was elected president, that share had doubled to 40%. Today it stands at 80%. As America's cities go, so goes America. He's been a vocal supporter of police as other cities, including Texas capital of Austin, have moved to defund police departments in the wake of the George, uh, the George Floyd riots. In February, Johnson posted a Fox News digital article on social media outlining how Austin police officers are retiring in droves due to low morale resulting from defunding and encouraged that those officers who are leaving Austin move to Dallas and work there. When you have a mayor who supports the police, not only in his words, but his actions... You see what happens to crime in your city. Austin Police Retired Officers Association Dennis Farris told Fox News Digital. He says Mayor Johnson is led from the front, and it showed when he was reelected without one single challenger. That's unheard of in a major U.S. city. And Dallas saw a significant decrease in crime after Johnson took office in 2019. Johnson told Fox News Digital in 2021 he attributed that success to three things. A strong police chief, having a budget that reflects public safety being your city's top priority, and ensuring there's community buy-in for crime reduction. And you know what? This man is, in so many ways, a leader and a statesman. And yet what he's saying used to be so commonsensical, so ubiquitous in the practices, even of our big city. That for today, this to be almost astonishing tells you how low the Democrat Party has pushed this country and how low we have fallen. Kudos to Mayor Johnson and thank you. I'll be right back. Right versus left is right versus wrong. Call Mark at 877-381-3811. I wouldn't let any grass grow on my feet either. I wouldn't smoke any grass either. I never did, Mr. Producer. Did you? Well, I'm not, you know what? I'm not going to put you on the spot. Something tells me you checked it out. I don't want to know. Apparently, most people have, except uh, me, except my wife. We're what you call squares. All right. I'm trying to find something here that uh, was among my articles. Hold on, folks. Here it is. Our friends at the UAW. The populist Republicans don't know what to do about this. So they're thrown in with the four-hour, a 32-hour a week, a day, a, what is it, work week, 
40% increase, more benefits. So they're thrown in with the crowd that is going to drive up the cost for every American, poor, low middle, middle class, and others. We're trying to buy parts and get their cars maintained. We're looking into buying new cars and so forth. And all of these supply chain issues that are affected, all the other unions that are affected, all the other people working for a living who are affected, driving up their costs further with these really unconscionable demands. They're unconscionable. Did I say they're unconscionable? They're unconscionable. And I must be honest with you, no one entity whether it's a corporation or a union, should have enough power to be shutting down big swaths of our economy. Because how do you even negotiate with a power like that? Give us our 40% or we're shutting down the automobile industry. Unless, of course, you want to buy a foreign car. And some of you may need to be considering that because a lot of these foreign cars are actually made in America now. Don't blame me. The UAW is going to force it. Here's the headline at Breitbart. UAW expands strike to 38 GM and Stellantis facilities. Praises Ford as serious in negotiations. Ford, to me, is the least profitable of all the companies and the most liberal, the most all-in with these electric vehicles. And this is a typical tactic, and not just with union that is, labor contracts versus management. This is typical to try and come between one or more of, your, uh, of the people you're negotiating with, the parties, and uh, turn one against the other. It's pretty typical. The UAW union is expanding its strike to 38 more facilities. They're located in 20 states across the U.S. The escalation were spare Ford Motor Company. UAW President Sean Finn praised Ford in a Facebook live stream on Friday for showing it is serious about reaching a deal. The union is currently on strike at one Ford factory in Michigan. And this is what I mean, that no one entity, whether it's a union or a company, should have this kind of power. Okay, you know what, Ford, we're going to reward you. Because maybe you're buckling a little faster and a little bigger than the others. You other guys, we're going to really punish you. I'm sorry, folks. I'm not into this. The strike which began September 14 is the first time the UAW has staged walkouts at all three of the big three manufacturers. And this guy Fain said the expansion of the strike is a response to a lack of progress with GM and Stellantis. They were offered 21% increases. That wasn't enough. AFL-CIO, which is the umbrella unit, auto workers at 38 UAW GM Stellantis plants are being called on to strike due to the lack of progress. Quote, we will shut down parts distribution until those two companies come to their senses. Says one man, like he's, I don't know, like he's Mussolini. Making demands, making threats, trying to bully. Why aren't our antitrust laws applied to major unions? Why are they only applied to major corporations? What's in the best interest of 330 million Americans? That some tiny percentage of the workforce can affect all the rest of the members of the workforce in a very negative way and every single consumer? What kind of theory of economics, what kind of model is that? Don't tell me that's for the people. This president or this, this boss of the UAW is a thug. 
you either meet his demands or he's going to punish the country. No person like that should have this kind of power. No elected person should have this kind of power. Fain said Ford has agreed to reinstate cost of living adjustments and worker contracts, key demand from the union, that has seen its membership pay erode by Bidenomics. Biden inflation. This is a union that supported Biden for president, not Trump. The Democrat Party causes the inflation. And you even have Republicans and conservatives, as I say, so-called populists, cheering on the union. We want our cost of living wages equal to what the party we supported and the president that we supported did to the country. That's called insanity. That's called insanity. There's nothing to support here. No matter who you are, how much income you have, how much you earn every year or every day, what kind of job you're in, what part of the country you're in, support this. You know, we talk about the centralization of power when it comes to the government. We talk about the centralization of power when it comes to corporatists, a word that I coined, by the way. Certainly recently. I didn't coin it. I dusted it off. But they're corporatists. They're not into the market system or capitalism. They're corporatists. So no corporation should have this kind of power. No federal entity should have this kind of power. And no labor entity should have this kind of power. The reason the anti, I'll answer the question, the reason the antitrust laws do not apply to labor unions is because during the progressive era when these antitrust laws, most of them came into existence, and by the way, under Republicans and Democrats, these so-called progressives in both parties didn't want it to apply to unions. That's why it doesn't apply to unions. There's no other reason. There's no other reason. So unions can get as big and centralized as they, as they want. Nothing can stop them. But it's the people. No, it's not the people. They have their, their thuggish tactics. Big government apparently can get as big as it wants, whenever it wants to. But the private sector, not so much. Not so much. They'll be slammed with lawsuits, antitrust suits. State antitrust suits, they'll be slammed, they'll be in court, this, that, and the other. Not the labor unions. Not big government. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. In the few moments I have left before we begin the end of the program on this Friday... And I want to remind the people, Ridgewood, New Jersey, you folks, that we will be at bookend starting at 9.30 a.m. in the morning, Eastern Time. To greet you, to meet you, whether it rains, hails, snows, who cares? It's one of those things we do to energize ourselves or re-energize ourselves. And I can't wait to meet you. So I'll see you then. And don't forget, on Sunday, Barnes & Noble, 1 a.m., Tyson's Corner Mall, in McLean, Virginia, rain or shine, same place. We'll have plenty of cover for everybody in both locations. But again, it's an event. And I'm very excited to meet you, and I hope you get excited and bring your friends and family and come and show up, too. And please don't forget this weekend, we have two fantastic Life, Liberty, and Levin programs, both at 8 p.m. Eastern, both on Fox. Saturday, we have the great Ted Cruz and the great Byron Donalds. 
Sunday, really a fantastic show. Pete Hegseth and me. If you don't think you're going to be able to watch them live, you can always hit that record button on your DVR. You ought to do it anyway, really, so you have the flexibility. But I'll continue to do these shows as you seek to watch them. And when people stop watching them, well, I don't need to keep doing them. But I think you like it. And I, and I hope you'll check in with us. All right, let's see here. I don't have a lot of time left, but I want to grab real fast that. You know this guy uh, who's led this CRT movement? There's all kinds of allegations now involving his organization uh, on the college campus, on the way the organization's been run. Now the college has opened a full-scale investigation to see what's happened with the finances and the treatment of the people and so forth and so on. It's amazing, isn't it? None of these entities are as they appear, whether it's Black Lives Matter or Antifa, whether it is the, uh, the Lincoln Group, the Lincoln Project, and all the rest of them. There's always something really lousy and corrupt. I'll say corrupt. They certainly seem that way about them. And so always keep your eyes open when it comes to these things because I don't trust any of them. And also, ladies and gentlemen, if you thought your Bill of Rights were protected, you're wrong. As long as the Biden regime is in power, and the Democrats are in power, your Bill of Rights are under attack. First, second, fourth, fifth, sixth, ninth, tenth amendments for sure. Biden appoints gun ban lobbyists to co-head Office of Gun Violence Prevention. Ladies and gentlemen, the entity that's creating gun violence is the Democrat Party. I spoke about what the formerly Democrat mayor of Dallas said and what he did in order to get crime at least begin significantly under control in a major American city. He didn't have a, uh, a gun czar, if you will. He didn't have a, a war on the Bill of Rights, including the Second Amendment and American citizens who are law-abiding citizens. A new Biden Office of Gun Violence Prevention. We all know what that's front for. Somebody is sitting down in this administration. Maybe it's more than one person. They're looking at these totalitarian regimes. And they are figuring out how to use the power of government, how to get around the Constitution, how to get around Congress, how to get around everyone and everything, how to use their power to impose their will on we the people, to steal our liberties from free speech, from protest, the Second Amendment, how to destroy conservatives and conservative organizations. Somebody is following the playbook of totalitarian and tyrannical regimes all over the world. I hope to see many of you tomorrow in New Jersey, and then the next day in Virginia. Check it out on our website. Check it out on our social sites. Here we go.
don't forget, New Jersey tomorrow, Virginia on Sunday. The details are on our various uh, social media platforms and our website. The week ends right now. The weekend begins. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. I want to say good night to all our beloved puppies. We miss them so thoroughly and completely. And I want to say good night to Dad, Mom, Joe, Leo, and America. God bless each and every one of you. And I'll also see you 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday and Sunday on Fox. God bless you.